And again, you're listening to Arts on Fire, and we're going to be launching a new ongoing series here on our program featuring various artists from around Chautauqua County and the Chautauqua region. And for today, we're going to be talking with artist Carolyn Grady. Carolyn, thanks for taking time out and talking with us today. Hi, good morning, and you're welcome. And uh, I think a good place to start out with is where are you based out of, Carolyn? I'm in Fredonia, New York. Very good. Been here for 37 years now. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, recent storm this week in the uh, North County, anyway, probably worse than down here, but I, I understand that uh, Fredonia fared well compared to uh, Silver Creek and areas up to the uh, north and the west and the east. Right, right. We did. It, it was uh, torrential rain. I think we got about an inch and a quarter, um, but not too much lightning and thunder. So Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah. Well, maybe a good place to start with our conversation today is just tell us a little bit about the kind of art you make, and do you have a specific medium you prefer to work in or a style you try to follow? Right. So I pretty much have settled in uh, painting in oil now. And I usually paint on cradled wooden panels. Um, And I have four different kind of series or bodies of work, they call it, uh, like landscapes and waterscapes, uh, portraits, um, and interiors. And so the the paintings that are currently at Chautauqua Art Gallery are interiors. So I thought I'd mostly talk about those today. All right. I'm glad you mentioned Chautauqua Art Gallery. We should note that Chautauqua Art Gallery is located here in the South County in uh, Lakewood. And we'll remind our listeners at the tail end of this interview again on uh, specifically where that's located. So, so why do you make this kind of art and, um, and the subject matter that you focus on? So um, each one is, uh, begins with an actual room. And, you know, it's usually that I've, I've visited or I've taken reference photos of. They're places I know fairly well generally, such as a friend's or family member's. Um, and each of, these, each of these interiors is kind of another place in my own psyche, if you will. And, I mean, it sounds kind of strange, but I find that exploring the different rooms in a painting is like finding another side of myself. And I keep thinking I'm done with the interiors, but then another room presents itself, and, and I'm off again. Mo- most of the rooms are, are pretty sparse. Um, I, I don't put a lot of tchotchkes in them or furniture, knickknacks, but there's this uh, sense of emptiness with a bit of edge to it. And the reason for this is I, I want to confront our aloneness and the smallness of each human life in the scheme of, of civilization. And at the same time, I, I want to question our addiction to stuff by portraying emptiness. I want to focus on what's essential in life. Um, sometimes sometimes that takes a little wonkiness, like uh, the perspective being off or the furniture being out of proportion or the colors being very saturated to get us to look at and to feel what is is real. And, of course, in the end, what is real is that reality is within us. Interesting. So, so obviously these are not an exact replication of how the room currently exists, but how you perceive it or, or would like to uh, present it to the viewer. Exactly, exactly. Got it. So, so how much time do you spend working on a particular project, or even how much time do you devote, you know, in the course of a week or a month to, um, to your craft? So I work full-time as an artist. Um, I paint pretty much every day, um, and then I, I, I try to always get in a solid four to six hours of actual painting but then, of course, there's other work that goes along with being an artist, so that takes up the rest of my hours. Um, you know, I, I don't wait for inspiration or anything. I mean, I just 
I, I have so many paintings that I want to paint that I just keep plugging away. And because I have these different series, when I get bored with one, I can move on with another one. And so it's, it's, I'm always inspired and, and I have something to look forward to every day and something to complete. I wanted to talk a little more about the process. Again, we're talking with Carolyn Grady, uh, Fredonia artist, and talking about her artwork today on Arts on Fire. So let's talk about the process. Some, some artists spend a lot of time thinking about what they're going to create before they actually uh, put, put the, uh, the paint to the, uh, to the canvas, so to speak. Oftentimes they just you know work in the moment, spontaneity, uh, focus on, on that approach. Well, how do you approach and what specific process do you follow or uh, uh, focus on when setting up your work? Well, I'm definitely of the uh, former. I, I do a lot of thinking. And um, I, I, I do a lot of work with the original image and cropping it and, and sometimes adding or subtracting. I do a lot of that. I do a lot of, um, like, I, I prop my paintings in front of me in the living room in my home and I think about them, and, and oftentimes the color's off, or it could be anything, really, um, and I will change it. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. I, I mean, I do studies. I often do small studies. If I'm going to do a larger piece, I will work on a small study first, and, uh, so, and sometimes I will take the study and blow that up, so that I could see what it would look like as, you know, print it out, so I could see what it would look like as a larger piece. All right. Uh, did you try to set a goal for the number of pieces you try to complete in a specific time period? Well, I have a very rough goal of I try to start a new piece every week, and I try to finish a new piece every week. Now, that doesn't mean it's the same piece, of course. It can be, um, you know, what I'm finishing might be something I started weeks before um, or months before. Um, so I'm always kind of have number of pieces that I'm, I'm juggling and working through. And sometimes when artists uh, put together a series of pieces, they, they want them to sort of incorporate the same theme or sort of follow a, a similar uh, series, uh, or they can stand on their own. Is What's the better way to, uh, I guess present your artwork when it's actually being presented to you can it be presented on its own or does it work better when it's presented in a group as, as sort of a theme with other pieces that you put together well i think that this the themes are are, are strong statements and so um uh, for instance i'm going to be having a show on my waterscapes uh here in fredonia at the art market and in the fall and um and so all of those waterscapes will be they're they're mostly along the same lines but then i sort of have sub themes within the theme if you will but i do try to present them all framed the same way um and and pretty much in proportion to each other all right uh we talk a little bit about your artwork here. Let's talk about you and some of your background. What type of training or education have you received as an artist? Well, I came to art kind of late in life, and um, I've had some great uh, teachers over here. I started well. I started with Chuck Rafino, a local elementary teacher, actually. And since I was very new to art, uh, I started studying kind of adult ed, taking adult ed classes, and then. Um, 
I have been auditing art classes at SUNY Fredonia with Raymond Bonilla and uh, Alberto Ray. I've been working over there for about five years. And I'm still uh, I'm kind of branching off from that now. I just came back from a three-day plein air workshop, painting outdoors, with Thomas Kegler from East Aurora and uh, it, at Letchworth State Park. And that was fantastic. Right. Now, yeah, I've been to Letchworth. They have a, a wonderful house there that yes focusing on what you uh what you paint and and you know the specific uh subject matter you focus on it i would imagine that when you see the glen iris in that you want to uh go in there and and investigate every room and see if right you can right right no I, de- I definitely took some photos we actually st- were able to stay there uh because of covid they didn't have too many guests so uh we were actually able to stay there and it, and it was wonderful all right so so uh, you mentioned some of the artists that you've worked with and trained under are there any um other artists that have inspired you and and your work yeah i mean i'm I'm always I'm always studying. Um, first of all, I belong to three local groups. I mean, I belong to North Shore Arts Alliance, so we have our wonderful art community here um, in Chautauqua County. And then I belong to the artist group in Buffalo, and also recently became an associate member of the Buffalo Society of Artists. And I think we all, you know, living artists, our local artists, inspire each other. But of course, also. Um, I'm constantly reading and studying. I listen to art books while I'm painting on on audio, and uh, I find that really inspiring. I mean, you know, people like Franz Halls and Nikolai Fetchin, all of the Russian Impressionists, uh, Mary Cassatt, um, and then more contemporary people like Wolf Kahn and, and Jane Freiliker from the New York School. I mean, and of course, there's always Andrew Wyeth, you know, I mean, and just his, his sensitivity. Um, so, so you listen to these, I was going to say, you listen to these artists as, as you're working, does it oftentimes give you sort of a, a eureka moment or an aha moment where you've totally gone into one tangent while working on a piece and then you hear them explain something or, or bring up an issue and, and you're kind of like, oh, wow, l- let me try that instead? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I'm well, not sure. Really, yeah. really focused on, on the, uh, the mission at hand, right? It's mo- yeah, it's more of an inspiration. It's just hearing the struggles they went through. And, and I do, you know, I, I, I do hear a lot of techniques and stuff that they've used. And, of course, that goes into my, my little head. But, um, but I don't know that I've actually put it into practice right then and there. I'm not sure about that. All right, again, we're talking with uh, Carolyn Grady, a Fredonia-based artist here today on Arts on Fire. So do you find any uh, other people, when they see your work, comparing it to the work of other artists? Well, yeah, I mean, people do like to do that. And um, uh, I hate to say it, but Vincent Van Gogh, you know, you do interiors. Everybody is going to talk about his bedroom. Um, Henri Matisse, of course, with the colors, and I have studied Matisse a lot, um, and Van Gogh, actually, um, as far as colors and, and that. Um, you know, when you ever you paint a flower or a skull, of course, Georgia O'Keeffe comes up, and people remark on, on seeing that. Um, and then my portraits, uh, you know, there's a bit of a Cezanne influence there quite a bit. And uh, But on the other hand, you know, uh, People tell me that they can pick my paintings out of a crowd, and that I have my own, dis, you know, style that's evolved at this point. So that, that's nice to hear. <laughs> right? Uh, is there a particular piece or series of pieces that you are most proud of? 
Not really. Not really. I mean, each each piece has its own challenge, um, and each piece I love in its own way. Every time I work on a face, I'm in love with that face um, and that, that person. Um, and the interiors, um, the interiors have been so important to me because um, I, I was a poet for since forever, <laughs> and uh, writing and publishing. I taught at SUNY Fredonia writing for eight years, and uh, somehow the interiors, like I say, I have them in my living room, and all of a sudden I started getting ideas for poetry, uh, like poems in response, ekphrastic poetry, in response to my own paintings. And so that's been really interesting, and that's kind of branched out into my landscapes now as well. And so I've been working on a, a series of, of poetry uh, in response to the paintings as well. Nice. So so one form of art complements another entirely different form of artwork. It's right, right. And such a, a different form of expression. You know, when I started artwork, I was painting. I, I was so happy because it was nonverbal. And I was at a time in my life when there was a lot of, a lot of sadness. There had been some trauma and in my family, and it was just this time when I couldn't write and the painting really answered it as at a nonverbal level and so it's kind of fun that the poetry has now come back as well right and, and you know this sort of dovetails into my next question but maybe on a personal level it seems so many artists whether you're a songwriter whether you're uh, doing creative writing whether you're doing visual art it's cathartic where you know it, it sort of helps the the artist internalize and and, and then get out onto um, into the public realm uh, what their thoughts are or what their feelings are and I would imagine uh, as you just noted this can be a cathartic process for you a absolutely it's cathartic but it's also deeply meditative and um, in a in a very strong way, and I say that not lightly. I was uh, I also taught yoga for 15 years and meditation, and um, I've taught meditation and relaxation practices at SUNY Fredonia as well, and as well as my own studio. And uh, I found painting was more concentrative than really any of the meditation I'd ever done. And that was, a, that was a pretty big surprise to me, but I think that's a big reason why I continue doing it. It kind of settles me, if you will, at any time. At any time, I know that if I'm having some trouble in my life, I can go paint, and because I have to concentrate so hard, um, the world falls away, if you will, and I get centered again. All right, so, so obviously we, we talk about why art is important to the, to the artist and, and how it's uh, helpful to them in so many different aspects. Why do you think art is important to uh, the community or society in general? Well, you know, first of all, I mean, art is, is a major component of, of civilization, period, and a, a mark of civilization. And it helps the community oh, to define itself. You know, people in rural France said when the Impressionists came there, you know, at the end of the... 19th century, uh, they, they showed them. They said, oh, we never knew our area was so beautiful until you showed us our, our own, the beauty of our own landscape. And, um, and, you know, today we consider those places masterpieces and think they must be so beautiful. But, you know, here we are in Chautauqua County, and um, there's, there's so much beauty here. Um, but also, 
you know, art, art has the, the twin fork, right? I mean, it's beauty, but it's also truth. And as we were talking about the co- different communication modalities, I mean, it's like there's a truth that can be expressed uniquely in artwork. And, you know, art, an artist can show beauty uh, hitting a, a dirty heap of laundry and make it beautiful just by showing the light on there. And, and that's, that's a truth as valid as any other. And it's a, just a question of, of seeing it. Um, and and then, as I said about the community, I mean, art art can respond to uh, disparate parts of the community. And you know, today we have such rifts of polarity that I think art can speak to us at a, at a deeper level, and um, you know, than politics or anything else. And uh, it's often an unconscious level, and it, it has its own language, and you know, it can be shared and appreciated by everyone. Well said. What do you think or what do you hope people will get from seeing your artwork specifically? Well, I hope that they'll kind of expand their world a little bit. You know, they'll get a little larger view maybe or a different view of their own existence that uh, they'll see another side of, of life. And if, if someone looks at it uh, a little slice of the world in a new way, I'll consider I did my, my job done. Um, the second part is I always hope that I will evoke an emotional response. I mean, I really try to portray um, things that will pr- evoke an emotional response. And if I can touch a chord inside someone, I- I'll feel like I, I did my job. And um, last, I-, I hope I hope someone will be a little bit inspired uh, as they approach their own life, maybe in a little bit of a more creative way. And I don't care if you're a landscape gardener or um, a house cleaner or whatever, but that maybe you can take a little of the creativity I've shown in my paintings and and put it into your own life. All right. Well, well, the great thing about radio is we get to do these conversations and learn more about the artists and the creators who put artwork out there for the community. The bad thing about radio is that it's not <laughs> a visual medium. It is obviously uh, an audio medium. So so with that being said, if people do want to uh, learn more about the artwork we just discussed from you, where can they find your artwork and learn more about you as an artist? So I, ha- I have a website. It's art.carolyngrady.com. C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-G-R-A-D-Y. And I also post on a Facebook page, Carolyn Grady Art. And I'm on Instagram, Carolyn K. Grady. Um, I have artwork currently up at Castellani Art Museum in Lewiston and a virtual show that's online from the Carnegie Art Center up in North Tonawanda. And, of course, contacting me directly at Carolyn Grady, my name, at gmail.com always works as well. You mentioned the Chautauqua Art Gallery on Chautauqua Avenue in Lakewood. Some of your work is uh, on display down there, and I would assume available for sale. Yes, it is. And I guess I should say that it's also down. I have some smaller pieces at Glass Growers Gallery down in Erie, PA, right next to the art museum there on 5th Street. Wonderful. I look forward to uh, investigating your work further. In the meantime, is there anything else you want to add? No, thank you. I think uh, this has been lovely. I appreciate you doing this. It's really great for the artists in Chautauqua County. Um, and i also like to thank Leslie Calamari from uh, Chautauqua Art Gallery for, 
setting this up. Yes, thanks, Leslie, for helping to uh, coordinate this. I should say that she was sort of the the driving force behind getting this up and running, so I do appreciate working with uh, Leslie, and, of course, she does a great job for artists throughout the Chautauqua region. She is wonderful. Yes, thank you, Leslie. And Carolyn Grady, thank you so much for talking with us today on Arts on Fire. You're welcome, Jason. It's been a pleasure.